Hey, good morning, all. Welcome to the Common Good Podcast. It's Thursday, January 5th, or as they say around the United States now, Insurrection Eve. So, happy Insurrection <laughs> Eve. And how, how are you guys going to spend the night? Uh, so you remember I'm actually going to walk around my house seven times, blowing a shit yeah. far. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, boy, I bet uh, I bet Lauren Bobert and those cats are really busy today, getting getting all their stuff out. You know, pulling out the old getting pictures, out. pulling out the uh, body armor to hang on their fireplace and really brag about what they accomplished. Remember <laughs> the former president, former failed president, and uh, steak salesman uh, said, "We will remember this day forever." That, that's yes. the kind of thing he did. Yeah, so you know, we'll just we'll just pre- unbelievable pre-eve, pre-eve that thing. Well, often we talk about the good things that politics brings to us in this world, but on Thursdays, um, at least every other week, we get to talk about what's going on up in the skies with astrophysicist, pastor, professor, birder, uh, Paul Wallace. So, Paul, good to see you. Paul's outside of Decatur, Georgia. Yep. And, uh, Paul, how's the weather down there? This is how's the, the weather? Well, it's, to brag. it's pretty nice. We had a actual actual freeze a couple uh last week mm-hmm. we had you know when, when the whole country got cold yeah yep. uh, we got down into the single digits which um is really unusual here yeah. we got down to like eight one night Man. um which is super unusual but you know i i do i, I grew up here uh, in the atlanta metro area and um i seem to remember back when i was a kid and even a teenager back in the 80s it wasn't that unusual to get into the single digits Huh. Uh, I think I mean I remember I remember it happening several times. Yeah, I remember us having to run our pipes at night, you know. And I remember, you know, I used to work for Chick Fil A. I'd go out to pick, you know, meet the truck at five a.m. And one time we went and it was zero. Um, wow! But huh. you know, I, I seem to remember it happening more. Um, I don't know. It's just an old guy story. I don't know. But uh, yeah, yeah, back well, in my day, yeah. But right now it's uh it's about probably about forty degrees, forty two degrees, and yeah, uh, partly cloudy. Kind of nice, actually. Yeah, it's going to warm up probably be fifty five, fifty six, something like that. People are going to be out yeah. with a, a vest on, just a yep. vest, no sleeves, just keeping the yep. core warm. Yeah. Still, the the vest is the most curious, you know, uh, winter garment that I that I know <laughs> of. Are you, are you a vest wearer? I know a lot of people wear those things. Just the I mean, vest. The, I mean, the, I mean, the, the, the shirt the, on sometimes. The poofy vests. Yeah, like sometimes poofy they're vests. poofy. Sometimes they're uh, they're made out of that you know terry cloth like material. No, material. I, I I'm not a I, I'm not a vest vest guy. No, uh, yeah, I'm a hoodie guy. Like what I'm yeah, wearing. But you now. live in a yeah, you sure are. You you live in a place where the vest is like the perfect winter winter gear. Like hey, that's a dress, dress for the weather and only put on half a jacket. You know, uh, yeah. I feel like I need the opposite of a vest because my core is plenty warm, but the limbs totally. get cold. Yeah, hands, I just arms, want get cold. sleeves, just sleeves, maybe just long sleeve. sleeved gloves. You know, just go yeah. up past the elbow. Dan, I don't know if you uh, if these were still around when you were. Uh, junior hire, but I think when Paul and I were junior hires, I think this would be true of you too, Paul, they sold uh, shirts that were, uh, I think they were called a Dickie, which I just don't think you could sell a shirt with that with that name anymore. <laughs> but it was like a, like a flannel, yeah. but it had a built-in turtleneck. Do you remember these? Oh, yeah, yeah. But the turtleneck was just sewn in. Right, yeah. Uh, so yeah. other other material, looking yeah. like you had a turtleneck on and yeah. then put a, a shirt over yeah. it. I don't remember the, the name, but uh, but uh, I do remember the shirt, yeah. Didn't, oh, didn't I distinctly it? remember the name, yeah. 
It was <laughs> sure, Dicky. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's Dicky. Uh, which now that I'm older, I'm like, oh, I can see now why they call it that because you know, just such a Dicky for wearing that. Um, that was a that was something that you know that, that like you should look for somehow like a shirt, but then it has extra sleeves, so you know, uh, yeah. over it, you know, sort of a Dicky for your arms. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, hey, uh, where I live, uh, I heard on the on the uh, report this morning that in the last I don't know forty eight hours something like that, fifteen inches of snow we have gotten. Wow. Really, it's just been coming every like almost nonstop or little waves of you know nonstop waves of of uh, wintry problem out here. It's <laughs> the, it is so high I cannot see around the end of my driveway standing up. It's and I'm six foot seven and I can't oh, wow. see around the driveway. Yeah, it's 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 like we live in, you know, upstate New York. It's so really how high. deep is it? I mean, are you telling me it's six feet deep? Well, it is at the end of the driveway where you have to push your snow up or shovel oh, it or snow blow it. Yeah, you know, they right, the, right, right. they kind of push the snow down and yeah, anyway. That just defies those, my imagination. Those peaks, those peaks at the bottom. Yeah. Really, really something. Wow. Uh how how, how about there in Michigan, Dan? What do you got? What what do you got? You nothing. Nothing. It's just uh, is it brown? Cold or you got snow and on the wet. Ground. No oh, snow. Yeah. No snow on the ground. I thought maybe that? we'd be uh, getting it from you. Uh, yeah, by this well, time, but nothing. I th I think the uh, atmospheric rivers have run out of their moisture by the time they get there. That's <laughs> the phrase I heard, uh, that I heard going on in California. Atmospheric rivers. That's, that's, a, that's a good phrase. That's a good phrase. Yeah. Let's just like chill it. out though with all the new lingo weather. And they people. call it. A <laughs> Dance, Dan's totally got the old man syndrome when it comes said, to names for weather. We had a weather bomb features. cyclone and a. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah, they he's a bomb cyclone. Dan is saturated. Um, uh, Dan, <laughs> where, where, where in Michigan are you? Uh, the southwest corner. So right okay. on Lake Michigan. Okay. Yeah, where we there should see. be a lot of snow. Yeah. Lake effect and all that. You, you would think. Yep. Yeah, but th thinking of our friends out in California, I know you know at some point we have a lot of people that will hop on this uh, either watching live or the, re the recording who are from California, and they're really experiencing it out there. I mean, the weather is uh, a major issue. They had a drought for years, uh, I think almost a decade of a drought, something like that, and yeah. now they're just getting pummeled by the atmospheric rivers and the bomb cyclones. Um, <laughs> atmospheric <of the> weather. <laughs> <laughs> Which I will say, I know we're going to talk about a little higher than than that atmospheric river. Uh, it, that phrase does put into focus the idea that water floats, and I know I've brought it up a lot. I when I stop and think about clouds, I'm still unbelievably mesmerized by the idea that upward lift and some kind of pressure can keep water floating. 10,000 feet or however high that is. Um, so much so that it's considered a river when it opens up. And yeah. it's so heavy uh, that when it comes down, it's like an inch an hour of rain covering, you know, massive yeah. amounts of territory. So yeah. much water floating over our heads. <laughs> and we just we just pass this all by by calling it <laughs> We don't even stop to say to ourselves, how does it float? <laughs> and uh, and what should we be learning le learning from that? Because floating water rivers is yeah. just... Legit. Yeah, we actually, to answer your uh, original question, we actually had over the last 48 hours, it ended about 24 hours ago, about 24 hours, maybe 20 hours of really heavy rain. It just did not stop. 
I mean, really? it was a, basically it was a flash flood. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, huh. you know, uh, roads were just almost impassable, and then it, then it, then it's gone. Poof, like that. Yep. You know, weird. Yeah, and somehow the water then shows up somewhere else and floats back up into the air as vapor and then all gets together and floats around up there. It's we're the gonna get a water meteorologist cycle, on here yeah. one of these days. <laughs> hey, you tell remember us, that uh, from, in, from school, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and we again it's just the stuff we just say, like it's just common fact, like, oh here's here's how it works. And you stop and think about it for a minute. <laughs> It's, it's right up amazing. there with electricity, which still just seems like magic to me. It is. Uh, I, I, I I teach electricity and magnetism, and it still seems like magic to me. <laughs> so okay, okay. So well, let's let's invite people to put in the chat whether you're on YouTube, which is our preference for you to watch this, or if you're over on Facebook or Twitch or Twitter or any of those places. Uh, let us know what the weather's like in your place, and uh, and what's happening there. All right, Paul. So so I know we're going to talk about the space about space, but you teach yep. electricity. I'd forgotten this. I'm talking about like, um, not if you're at a college level teaching like you normally do with the students here at St. Agnes. Let's say you were invited into an eighth grade science class to tell the kids about how, how, how electricity <laughs> works. They treat Dan and I like eighth graders. It's generous, but... When, when I plug a plug in with my yep. little metal prongs and it's apparently inside of that that plug is touching other metal prongs, it then starts to draw energy, yep. electricity. Draws charge, yeah. Like, Draws. yeah all, all those things, yes. Okay. Didn't know they were different. Is the, ele- is, is the charge, the electricity, just sitting just sitting there? Huh. Or is it running through something? Or, or like, it's, how, it's is running just, through how is it ready the, to just constantly start coming the moment I plug it in there? Like, what? Think of it like a like a river. We were just talking about rivers okay. overhead. Now we're going to talk about rivers in your wires. Oh my gosh! Okay. You know, if 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 you've got a lamp and you look at the cord, there's two there's two wires inside that cord. Yep. Think of them as one wire one one wire going and one wire coming. It's like when when okay. when when you plug okay. that into the outlet, it it completes a loop. It's like water okay. in a pipe. Okay. Got it. You got two pipes. Okay. And and those two pipes are there's really just one pipe, right? Because they 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 go up to the lamp and then it, the pipe runs up to the lamp, to the light bulb and then runs back to the down the other wire. Okay. So when you plug that into the wall, you're completing a circuit. So the okay. so, so the so the water can in a sense flow through the pipe. But okay. the water is electrons, it's not it's yep. not obviously water. You're completing a loop. And, and the electrons are just sitting there. Yep. Because the thing about, I mean, when you think about water flowing, which is kind of the imagery I have in my head, the water would, would like, I guess, same with my water coming in the house, it's like backed up or sitting at a stopper. Yeah. Right. So is electricity uh, sitting at the, are those electrons? Just sitting there. Electrons are just sitting there. Now remember that doesn't mean that your wire has a, a negative charge because there's lots of pro, there's equal number of protons in the wire too, so the wire is neutral. Okay. But here's okay. the point: the electrons move and the protons don't. Okay, one more time on that: the electrons okay. move so, and the protons don't. So 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 when you when when nice. you plug in your lamp and that current starts up, it is electrons that are moving. 
Okay. They're flowing down the wire. They're, they're right there waiting to start moving. And when you plug in the wire, all of a sudden there's a, there's a complete circuit and they can move any section of the wire and the wire itself is, is electrically neutral, right? It's not charged up any section of the wire. Just imagine an inch of the wire. Mm-hmm. It has no net charge. There are as many protons in that section of wire as there are electrons. But when you plug your wire in, the electrons are moving. Hmm. And so, yes, the electrons are right there ready to move when you plug the lamp in. And when you do, they finally have a complete circuit through which to flow. But until you do that, they can't go anywhere because there's nowhere to go. Hmm. So they're, I don't they're know actual- if that helps or not. It does. It does. So they're actual little things, obviously. You know, electrons are moving around. They take up some sort of mass, like water sure. takes up volume. So when Ten, a, a gen- yeah, little bit of mass, not much, but a little bit. So when a generator or a power plant produces a bunch of electricity and sends it out through transmitters and then it runs into a wire that comes into my house and then all the little wires run to all my outlets and light bulb sockets, mm-hmm. the electricity is just sort of sitting there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't I really use, back I up like water, the, like water. Like what? Uh-huh. I wouldn't use the word electricity. I'd use the word electrons because they're physical, discrete objects, le- electrons that are sitting wow. there. Yeah, yeah, and and they're not backed up. No, they have a sort of a. Like, they're not backed more, up. They're not all piled up there, ready to burst burst through. <laughs> they're, they're more just, more aren't coming. <laughs> there's plenty behind them. But yeah. they have a, a basically a uniform density throughout the wire. They're not all piled oh. up in one place. Okay. But they have well. nowhere to go until you plug it in, and then there's a then there's it's you know, you know like like <laughs> you know like the if you go to a pool and they have like the 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 river that goes around and around one of those big public yeah. pools. Yeah, you know, like a lazy it, river. It's like what if you just dammed up, dammed that up? The water would just stop. Hmm. And then once you once you once you open Release the dam up and complete it, yeah. the circuit, they'll start to move again. Well, I know that's all true. It's just still Ben's. <laughs> yeah, just just still magic. <laughs> yeah, still ultimately magic. All right. Well, uh, let's let's chat about what happened in space in 2022. This nice little article came out and said, "Hey, we had we had a good space year, a good solid space year." So, mm-hmm. Paul, you're an astrophysicist, and good on your people. You're 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 Thanks, proud. <laughs> Your your industry, it's 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 doing pretty well. I mean, you've, it seems like you've shaken off that what was looking like it was going to increasingly be the the, the work of space owned and and uh, conceived in most people's minds to be just the project of Elon Musk. That seems to have shifted now that he cares about much more important things. And um, boy, it just. There's so much happening that uh, this little recap that we saw in the news really widens the eyes as to what's going yeah. on up in the yeah. up, up in the sky. I mean, first yeah. and foremost is of course the the, the James Webb Telescope uh, that they finally got up up there and um, has done nothing but seem to deliver for people who care about that stuff. The people who wanted the James Webb to be good. And, and as we've said before. Good. There's nothing like uh, when in a world of chaos. There's nothing like something working. Yeah. To just to <laughs> good point. Good point. What a relief! What a what a what a hopeful thing to see us do something that actually works. 
So uh, this little article says, it's difficult to imagine a more hyped up moment for NASA in the last uh, number of years than the photos from the James Webb Telescope. Build as the successor to the iconic Hubble Space Telescope, the $10 billion observatory was launched into space on Christmas Day in 2021. Just so great. Uh, it was designed to study the way the, uh, the uh, to study the early days of the universe when stars first flickered on in the cosmos. So when someone, I don't know, I guess, completed a loop <laughs> and stars started doing whatever they do. Uh, they that that's that, that's what they're trying to look at. Pretty impressive, huh? Yep. Yep. Now, Paul, people will say, and I'm sure people listening right now, I know one of them, um, married to her, will say inside uh, or maybe mumble silently, $10 billion is so much money. And there's a lot of this energy that goes into why are we spending so much money on space and so much money on this and the $500 million and $300 million and $10 billion, which, by the way, $10 billion over like 20 years, right? I mean, I think it took... Right, right. We didn't didn't spend it all last year, right? Yeah, it wasn't all on Christmas Day. It wasn't a big... There was not a big credit card bill for uh, $10 billion. but here's a little fact for people that are bothered by by, by such things. Um, did you know that in the United States of America, every year we spend seven billion dollars on potato chips alone? <laughs> Just potato chips, not potato fries, not skillet fries, not corn chips, not those terracotta chips. They're not even included. Seven billion. Dollars so, on potato chips. So this is not just snack chips in general. This is no. This is the ones, this is like those old basic Lay's potato chips that are just literally sliced potatoes. The ones, yeah, in the yellow bag uh, that are made yeah. from potatoes. Um, right. Now that that means that uh, uh, that adds up to two point four billion pounds of potato chips a year. Two point four billion pounds. <laughs> about 12 million pounds of potato chips are eaten on the Super Bowl Sunday. Wow. Wow. 12 mi- so here's here's why I bring this up. Because it when you only hear certain numbers like the Congress wants to spend 1.9 trillion dollars over a 20-year budget or 10 billion dollars for the space telescope or a billion dollars to send a private rocket up to somewhere. People are like we should, th- that's all the money. I mean, this is the emotional response. <laughs> right, 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 right. Now we can't do other things like help people or solve for cancer or right. figure out how water floats because we <laughs> spent all our money on that dumb thing that nobody... Right. Until you, until you realize there's so much money, like the scale at which America yeah. spends money. Yeah. Almost as much in one year on simply potato chips is spent (laughs) of what it took, like 70% of the Hubble spacecraft that took 25 years. Right. So in those 25 years, I can't even do the math. I don't know what seven times 25 is. I, it's, it's a, it's a, hey Siri, what's seven times 25? It's 175. (laughs) How do you know that's so fast? It's $175 billion have been spent on potato chips. 
in the amount of time we spent on the Hubble Space <laughs> $175 billion to $10 billion. Just on the potato chips. It reminds so, me of the the people that are like, well, millennials, if you would just give up your latte each day, you could save avocado for a toast. house. Yeah. <laughs> But if, right. all but, they, if all the millennials <laughs> chipped in together, they could all buy one house if they gave up their lattes. Right. Yeah. Be enough, no. you know. But if all Americans gave up our potato chips, we could buy another telescope. Sounds like. right. Yeah. Well, and it, just one it, year, you could buy a whole telescope for uh, you know for the next 30 <laughs> yeah, years. Of, of If you just give up, which aren't even good for you. They're bad for you. I mean, well, you know, make potato America chips. healthier and also buy a new web telescope every year. Every year, just on the potato. Every chips. year, if you threw in corn chips, I—I I mean, I don't know why I didn't look this up. I—I I bet even more money is spent on corn chips. I mean, more money may be spent on hot Cheetos. Yeah. Um, now that marijuana is <laughs> legalized, there could be more money spent on hot Cheetos than there is on uh, on all the rest of this. So, putting it in scale, yeah, a government a agency like NASA spending money over a 20-year period of time to accomplish the scientific discoveries of $10 billion. Let's not freak out and have all the conversation be about why are we spending all of our money up there and wasting it? Because it's it's not that much money. It's actually a, a teeny amount of money compared to what's spent in the United States right. on lots, on everything, on, on right. all the, on, right. on all the things. It, it's, it's not an either or a question. I mean, it's That's really right. not, it's not like we don't have enough money uh, to, it, it's a matter of will. Are, are we going to, are we going to make people's lives better or not? Are we going to help alleviate poverty? We're going to help people who, who really need it and need help. Or you know, it's not it's not that or the or yeah. web. Yeah, it or really is not. Chip, a, yeah. It's a question <laughs> of our will. Yes, not, not 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 of how much money. Yeah, and the scale of dollars that you're talking about in an economy as large as the United States, and that's just in the United States, right? That doesn't even right. include all the Canadians who I think eat a lot of potato chips. So there's so much volume of money spent on so many things that these. A lot of people have a hard time, and they've been having this hard time since we've had the space endeavors, people saying, let's go to space. This constant conversation about should our money be being spent on that while you know people on Earth are, are struggling is one that is, is it's perennial. Like it, it yeah. will, It's not going to go yeah, away because of a factoid about potato chips, of course. Um, but it is just good to to know that that we do have the capacity to accomplish to accomplish all and, and, and and other and, spending as well. Frankly, other government spending when yeah, people are like, yeah. we spend X amount of dollars. Like, yeah, I know. Yeah. You start totaling I mean, up all the money we spend on all the things. It's insane. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. and also because I mean, in, in our daily lives we all deal with you know, you know, a, a lot of money to us on a daily basis is a thousand dollars. You know, it's like you get you know like mm -hmm. we deal with thousands and ten thousands of dollars for for big that's a lot of money in our, in our daily households. And we see a billion and, and yeah. it's a, it, 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 it is, it is sort of a, a failure of imagination to see how things scale up. Um, when you start mm -hmm. talking about 330 million Americans. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Know. Yeah. It's Snacking. just hard for the human brain to comprehend these numbers. It, it's not possible. It's like trying to imagine even the size of the solar system, which I can't do. Right. It's I, like, I, I can't uh, even imagine that. <laughs> Trying to imagine these images from uh, from the James Webb 
Yeah. On the screen, we've got uh, they picked out a random star, pointed the telescope at it, and then it reveals like multiple potential exoplanets. Yeah. Within that, just you keep zooming in and you realize a pinprick in the sky is a galaxy full of billions of stars. Yeah. With billions of planets. And my mind fails way before we get anywhere close to that star. <laughs> yeah, right. And I've been and I've been trying to imagine this my whole life, like on purpose, yeah. you know. Yeah, and <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> That's right. I can't do it. I mean, I mean, I guess what I'm saying is, I can imagine like the size of the solar system compared to the distance to the closest star. I can kind of imagine that, but I, I can't. I can't get it all in my head at the same time. Mm-hmm. I can compare mm-hmm. one thing to another, but I can't compare the size of the solar system to you know the distance to the length of my commute you know daily commute yes yes my brain my my imagination is not capable of visualizing the scale of the solar system compared to my normal daily scale of distance i I won't i won't take us down this road for too long here but if you take i we've tried this before but if you could walk me through again why does a telescope like the James Webb, why do they say, we're going to look, we're going to point this laser telescope thing, draw in light, radiation light that comes into the sensor yeah. on the telescope. How is it that that is described as looking back in time to the origins of the formation of the universe? Okay. Why is why is it said I'm looking back in time. When I look through another telescope, I don't know, across the land or the ocean, I'm not looking back in time. Yeah, you, yeah, you are. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when you when you look across the room, say you're giving say you're giving a public talk and you're up on stage and you're looking out at the people. Yes. And you are underwear. seeing the people as they were a few nanoseconds before the light actually enters your eye. Because it took a few nanoseconds for the light bouncing off of them and travel through space from their noses to you, from, you know, to you. It took, it took a few nanoseconds. So you're seeing them as they were. But if I took a pair of binoculars or a telescope and looked at those people, would that light be hitting that sensor any sooner? No. So why am I looking? How, how does the telescope help me? Get okay. solve that so, light bounce so, problem. So, do you see how when you look out and see those people, it took a few nanoseconds for sure. that light to, yeah. to reach you? Yeah. Okay. Now let's let's uh, now go somewhere else. Go out on a boat and look yeah. through a look through either with your unaided eye or with a telescope. Doesn't make any difference. Okay. Uh, you look a few, a few miles away to an island. Okay. You're seeing that island as it was maybe a few maybe you know a mi- a couple microseconds before mm-hmm. because it's now taking several microseconds for that light to travel when you look okay. at the moon you're that that light took about two seconds to travel to you okay so you're seeing the moon not as it is when you see it but as it was two seconds before you see it okay now keep extrapolating that out and out and out and out and out the moon the sun is you see it as it as it was eight minutes ago. Okay. The closest stars you see as they were maybe four years ago. The closest stars. The center of our galaxy, 
you're seeing as it was 27,000 years ago. Because that light is now not taking a nanosecond or a microsecond or two seconds, it's now taking years. And for the center of our galaxy, it's taking about 27,000 years. Okay. So you're seeing it as it was 27,000 years ago and keep on pushing that back out to the nearest galaxies. You're seeing the nearest major galaxy as it was 2 million years ago. Wow. That's the nearest major galaxy, 2.4 million mm -hmm. years ago. And then on out across the sea of galaxies to the edge of, to the earliest moments of the universe, 13.8 billion years ago. Mm-hmm. You follow? So I am. Yeah, it's just it's some point. I don't know between the telescope on the ocean, and it just becomes another one of these mind. But, but, but the but the mind but you get but you get the principle. I do. You, yeah, you, I get the you, principle. You, but... you get the principle. And so when you go out at night and look up at the sky, you're seeing every star as it was at a different time in the past, mm -hmm. depending on its distance. And so if one blinks out, we won't know for. Right. Dozens right. of years, millions right. if, the, <laughs> if, if the closest star to us blinks out tonight, we won't know it for 4.2 years. But the, the sun would take us, what would you say, eight seconds? Eight minutes. So if the sun eight were minutes. to go out right now, right now we still have eight minutes and 19 seconds to, we wouldn't know it. We couldn't know it. We would have no idea that it happened until mm -hmm. eight minutes and 19 seconds later. Everything would be totally wow. normal, including gravity. Wow. So if you tend to worry, if you tend to worry about things and think, I wonder if the sun just went out, <laughs> just have. wait eight minutes and ten seconds, yeah. and then you'll you may know be onto something. It didn't yeah. eight minutes ago, but they could in eight minutes. It could, eight minutes now. You just don't know. <laughs> you yeah. don't know what's sneaking up on you. All right. Yeah. Well, that's so. So why is that a big thing for when people say now we can look back and see the origins of the universe? Which I, that's the part I guess that it's just, well. I I, I, I guess the thing that, that thing about it. Is that you know if you happen to be interested in the origins of the universe, we're in luck, yeah. because the way the universe works is that we can actually look if we have a good enough telescope, mm -hmm. we can look back and see it. Just because, and the only reason that we need James Webb to see it and tell and telescopes like it is because they're sensitive enough, because these objects th these objects are very faint because they're very far away. Yeah, and so are they, a large are they telescope. So when when they're saying we're gonna look, we're gonna look back at the, to the origins of the universe this this concept right and we're gonna yep. see things and discover things and so I believe that's what they're doing it's just hard for me to wrap my mind about how it works can they look in every direction and see the same thing or do they have to look in one like did this telescope for any reason other than being you know protected from the sun's rays and the well, it, it, it depends on what you're looking for. If you're looking for a particular galaxy, of course, you have to look in the direction of that galaxy. But the general, the general um, nature of the universe, the general appearance of the universe is, is the same in every direction. We don't, How can we, that be? In other words, we don't have to look back in a certain direction to see the Big Bang. Wow. You see the, the echo of the Big Bang. It's coming from all directions equally. Does that make sense to you? Is that is that one of those things? To me, that just it, there, it makes yeah. sense to me, but it, it's not. It does not make sense on the face of it. And <laughs> and, and, it, and, it, and it goes back to the same thing I've said before, but I will say again because it's such Please? a common misconception: is yes. that the, it, it is not as if the Big Bang was not like this. It was not as if there was all this empty space sitting around waiting for something to happen. Yeah. And then, boom, this Big Bang happened at some point. Because people think we have to look back to some point in space to see that. But 
it was not that way because there was no empty space waiting around for something to happen. Space itself was wrapped up in the Big Bang and was mm -hmm. and was created at the same moment that everything else was created. So in a sense, the Big Bang happened everywhere because all space was at that at that point of the big all space was wrapped up in that point and has been expanding ever since. So there's really no center. Hmm. Now, I know this is what the scientists tell us, but I'm going to have to do my own research on this. <laughs> I'm just going to have to. Well, there's a couple of great I'm, YouTube videos. I got to point out here. Okay. Yeah. Great. Great. It's I'm just easier if the my, Earth yeah. is flat and yeah. just do my own research rain is good. All right. Well, well, the James Webb, obviously one of the one of the great things, and 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 I care about this stuff and really think about it, and it still just bends bends my mind. An another big story here is the. Um, Trying to move asteroids, trying to bump asteroids, um, you know, like in that movie, Asteroid. Uh, and apparently they accomplished this too. They they were able to shoot a rocket for a mere $325 million. I mean, basically, a, you know, a couple of Sundays of potato chips. Um, <laughs> a couple, couple in, of football games. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, like like uh, end of the regular season Sunday, no. uh, not Super Bowl Sunday. And they nudged an asteroid uh, to alter its trajectory uh, enough that if they think they could figure out a big one's coming at Earth, maybe they could bump it away. Yeah. Um, Which is this a just doesn't phenomenal. seem necessary to me, but yeah. Well, it doesn't seem necessary, but if if uh, let, let me tell you, Doug, if you go uh, uh, look at uh, NASA's list of near Earth objects, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it'll make it necessary. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, spend some time meditating on that uh, on 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 that uh, spreadsheet they've got there. Uh, mm -hmm. you might you might start to see the wisdom of it. It is mm -hmm. a matter of time. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Now, probably not this week. You're probably safe next sure. Tuesday. Next eight minutes uh, or so or but <laughs> <laughs> but but it is it is going to eventually happen. Huh. Yeah, it's just but a matter they... of how big the object yeah. is and I mean don't asteroids they, have a hit, they hit the earth all the time. They're yeah, just that's not what very I was big. Say. And it's a matter of statistics. I mean, there's just a lot more small ones than there are. It's like cities on a map. There's a lot more sure. small ones than there are big ones. But there are definitely big ones. And, um, you know, mm -hmm. it is a matter of time. No question. When I was a kid, I remember when I learned about uh, the dinosaurs being killed. I was like, you know, so what killed them, right? And then I learned, yeah. and, like, I read Carl Sagan's Cosmos. And I was like, they were killed, I mean, by a rock from outer space. Yeah, it's you know, it's like oh, you know, as a as like a ten year old, yep. You're like, oh, uh, well, when's the next one? <laughs> yeah, you know. But by the way, have they found that remnant of that asteroid that hit the Earth and caused the big dust plume? Yeah, and they, well, they found. They're pretty confident that they found the uh, the, the crater. Yeah, it's. Uh, huh. It's on, it, basically it's half of it. It's half of the Yucatan Peninsula. Basically, it's right off the Yucatan. Really, half of half of it's underwater, and half of it's on the peninsula itself. Yeah, yeah, like 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 vacation parts of Mexico. That you're talking about exactly. Yeah, Belize. Uh, no, oh. no, it's on the it's on the western side. So I guess that's actually Mexico. Huh. Uh, it's on the western side of the uh, yeah of the, of wow. the peninsula. Hmm. Yeah, so half of it's in the uh, under the water in the Gulf, and half of it's on land. But it's it's got the right size, it's got the right date, um, and so forth and so on. And and again, when that 
to remind us, you know, of seventh grade geology, that thing hits and puts up such a plume of dust and smoke yeah. and everything that it it yeah, basically it takes, takes ten thousand years to settle, and that brings on the ice age. That yeah. that's right. That's yeah. that's what yeah. it that's basically what cuts the solar. The basically imagine the most overcast day you can imagine multiplied by that 10, by, multiply that by 10 and then let that last for 10,000 years. Why did that kill all the dinosaurs? Seriously. Like why? It didn't, why? didn't kill, didn't kill all of them. Right. It just killed, yeah, the, killed the largest ones. The, the smaller dinosaurs mostly turned into birds, which is another reason why I love birds. So well, much. they're not real either. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> birds aren't real. That, that's that's part of the reason you don't you know, that, that you're, you're into birds. You're like they're just little survivors. Those little they're survivors, man. Things. They're not. Yeah, they're not. They're basically reptiles. Mm -hmm. They're they're basically what what they're, they're basically the dinosaurs that didn't die. Huh. Which is I, I was I was listening to another podcast about the Loch Ness monster. It was a podcast where the topic was about now we're getting Ness somewhere. Right? <laughs> yeah. So it's not about Loch Ness monster, and it's just it's it's a podcast called Stuff You Should Know. And this is one particular episode. Anyway, they were talking about the Loch Ness. Where, <laughs> the, or the lock where, uh, yeah, where the people say they see this this mm -hmm. Nessie, Nessie monster, Nessie. and that ne that lock is only ten thousand years old, like ah, the ice age. Yeah. You know, pull back, you know, like a big carved big ice out. carved it out ten thousand years ago. Like that, that is, yeah. that is not yeah. very many yeah, that, years that, ago. That, that, that's almost <laughs> within, uh, written history, uh, recorded yes. history. Yeah, that's, we have ancient art, cave art that's all, way older than that. Yeah. Yeah. It's really that's I weird. Mean, that, so, so the hangover of the ice age was a really long time on earth, I guess. Is, I mean, all those lakes in Minnesota, same thing, right? I mean. I, I, I guess I don't, yeah. I haven't really done yep. the math yeah, on how did. old everything is. Yeah, I mean, Minnesota was covered in glaciers ten thousand years ago, mm -hmm. fifteen fifteen thousand yeah. years ago, and and apparently again today because there's fifteen inches of snow out. Here. We're back to the we're back to the ice age, and, and woolly mammoths, you know, mammoths were everywhere. Yeah, not everywhere, but they were they were you know they were Trouncing alive around. Trouncing. I mean, it's it, it is something because again, you know, you start just doing some basic math, which apparently you're better at because you got <laughs> twenty five times seven to one seventy five without even batting an eye. You didn't even have to ask Siri. If you go back 2,500 years or 3,000 years, it's a long time, but we have like history of that, of that time and people, you find stuff that was sort of around yeah, right. and little civilizations. Well, 10,000 years ago, there were nothing. I mean, it was like, you know, uh, yeah, they're not actually discovering more and more every year. Like the stuff that survives that long is limited you get some human skeletons but you also get like mounds and huh. like yeah. rock formations from back then like end of the ice yeah. age and into yeah. the ice age even yeah it's pretty trippy yeah it is trippy i guess i guess stonehenge is what four or five thousand years old something like that so like stonehenge just twice you know go back that amount of time just that much time again yeah, and there was and there was nothing like no recorded human history. No, all, everything right. we know and have from any of that is all the last you know few seconds of the of mm -hmm. the total clock of this thing. Right, right. right. Um, which which is really a, a, I think you know for people who say things like look climate change can't be human caused because you can't see that amount of change that quickly. 
I don't know, the whole human project as we sort of know it is like 10,000 <laughs> years, 10,000 years old. And we've only had industrialization really, you know, for the last uh, maybe 200 years, depending on how you count. Yeah. Years. Have, you seen, have you seen that article from like, is it 1913 or something? Some newspaper article basically where they're saying, Oh, by the way, we're, we're we're dumping a lot of carbon dioxide into the air, and that warms things up. And we, we might feel this in a few centuries. <laughs> and here they, we are. Literally, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, yeah, yeah. Yep. No, I, it, it absolutely could change that fast. Yep, yep. Seems like it is. Do you think this? And this is one of the topics in this article. But do you think this this fusion success that happened? Uh, that oh, they yeah. Sort of confirmed. Do you yeah, that was oh, that would. I, I think it's awesome. I think any step in the and in, in any real g genuine step in the direction of controlling fusion is is phenomenal because if we are able to get that controlled and get it channeled in the right direction, that would solve so many problems. It is worth putting money into that. Yes, it just seems like the whole Absolutely. ball game, you know, put. Put all the chips on, you know, all fusion seven. <laughs> put all our clean. seven billion potato it, chips on. It's clean. It has absolutely zero waste products that are damaging or harmful to the environment. It, it's not like fusion that can have this kind of runaway kind of problem, you know, like what happened, you know, with this sort of Chernobyl kind of thing. That mm -hmm. a threat of that sort of thing is absolutely impossible with fusion. So fusion doesn't have the nuclear power limitations or fears. It, 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 it is nuclear, but there's no waste from it, and there's no chance of a runaway reaction huh. from it, like there is with fusion. I mean, like there is with fission. Uh, it's just and there's there's none of this nasty stuff you got to bury in the bottom of mountains, you know, for twenty thousand mm -hmm. years, you know, no stuff yeah. like that. No, 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 yeah. no contaminated groundwater, nothing like that. Right, you're you're welcome, Utah. Finally, you're gonna we're gonna get to <laughs> to bury all the all the waste in Utah. Yeah. Uh, that that really does feel. Did some of that come from this? All these same projects, all this same going to space and nuclear needs to get to space and all that. Is it, was that fusion? No, success I, connected I, to all this. I, there might have been some spinoffs that went. Uh, you know, in a certain direction, but I think mostly no. It's more or less an independent. Uh, oh, independent. I guess thing. in in my mind, somehow the nuclear movement from the 1950s and power plants and all that stuff, and the space race, feels like they were all that, that yeah, was all now, one now, kind of motion. You know, and I've wondered now if that there have been nuclear powered probes, just like as there are nuclear powered submarines, but those are all based on uh, fission reactions. Mm -hmm. Heavy elements like plutonium and uranium, things like that. Yeah. Whereas fission is basically, you know, water. I mean, fusion is basically, you know, just hydrogen, mm. water. It's incredible. Do you, do you remember back uh, in the early 2000s, even before September 11th, I think, when Bush gave his first one of those, like, hey, the here's the future of the country, and laid out this, like, in the mm. next number of years, Is we're going to see hydrog hydrogen and and fusion like they were that that was the the big goal to fund all that all that stuff oh yeah and, yeah it's, it, it's it's been a big big goal for there's a joke actually among certain i mean among physics people can't that, wait to hear a physics joke it's really not funny <laughs> don't, don't, don't get your hopes up but it's just this long-standing joke that that that, sol that solving fusion is like 30 years away 
Always. 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 <laughs> always. always. Yeah. yeah. So That's 30 always. years ago when I was in graduate school in the mid in the early 90s, 30 years 30 away. 30 years away. Yeah. Hey, maybe they were Turn. right at that point because yep. here we are. Yeah, maybe they were, yeah. Now, the thing that happened, as I understand it, is is a, is far from, you know, having, you know, fusion plants down the street. Right. Like we have coal plants now down the street, but, but it is a distinct step forward. It is a notable, you know, it's one of these steps you have to pass in order to get there. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. a big one. Um, yeah. Yeah. They made there more are many more. There, there are they, many, many more, but, but, you know, it's, it's, it's a really hopeful sign. Yeah. You know what else is exciting? Getting back to the moon. Hey, I like it. Back it up, baby. I'm excited about this. <laughs> We did a little test run this year where we uh, we sent an unmanned mission, uh, flew it around, brought it back uh, in preparation for a human mission to uh, to the moon. And uh, I guess it's a couple years out still. Because yeah, I, I, I wish it wasn't. I wish they would. Uh, and and I remember we talked about this a yeah, few yeah. weeks ago about why the delay. And I think it's unfortunate because mm-hmm. I think I really feel like to get the public behind it, you kind of have to make a little bit of a, you have to sort of have to tell a story and sort of uh, put on a yeah. show, not in the sense of, you know, dog and pony show, but in the sense of you need to, you need to make it a story. You need to give it a little drama. You need mm-hmm. to, um, mm-hmm. and I, I feel like a, a two or three year lag is going to be, is going to be tough. And back in the Apollo days, they were doing missions, you know, sometimes a couple a year. Right. Exactly. Months you know. turn around in between, but they, kept the tempo mm-hmm. going yeah it's a little well, frustrating and, and I, that they can't and other countries do are now. doing this this you know this article goes on and talks about how south korea is yeah. has a private industry that's doing it, a number of other private industries if they can just sort of put all that together into a human project of yeah of moon visiting yeah the, the, um, the more nations that get together to the better in my mind mm-hmm. yeah this uh, a couple weeks ago when we were chatting, Dan mentioned this podcast called 13 Minutes to the Moon, and I started listening to it. And one of the guys who, the person who flew, I think who flew the the other spacecraft around the moon while you know the mm-hmm. two guys landed on the moon, hit golf balls. Yeah, <laughs> he. Um, uh, I think I think that's who that's 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 who they were talking to, and and he said, you know, when we got back from the moon. We thought this was going to be a big space race, like the the United States uh-huh. put a man and walked on the moon. So as it turned out, the entire world felt like humanity had accomplished something. You yeah. know, y- yes, it was competitive between the U.S. Yeah. and 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 the Soviets, but everyone was like, yeah. humanity has now crossed a precipice right, right. and has accomplished something. Right. That that's feels not, like what we need good. again. Yeah, that's not America. That's us. That's everybody. Hey, that's all the time we have for today's show. We'll be back with astrophysicist Paul Wallace in two weeks to talk more science and space and common goodness. In the meantime, we're back to our usual programming. We've got politics on Tuesday, faith in the common good on Wednesday. And then Thursdays, we're going to interview folks. We're going to dig into issues like immigration and Christian nationalism. See what we can do to make this world a better place, a more generous and just place, not just for ourselves, but all of our neighbors. Till then, stay safe, do some good in the world. We'll see you soon.